The great weakness of the church today is that the children of God enter into the kingdoms of this world, imbibe the spirit of those kingdoms, bring that spirit into the church of God, defile the church, and drive out the spirit of Christ. The spirit of self-aggrandizement, reliance upon human wisdom, human devices and institutions, ambition for worldly honor and glory, bitterness and wrath are as prevalent in the church as in the world. The spirit of gentleness and meekness under trials, insults, and persecutions is as seldom found in the church as in the world. The reason is that Christians enter the human governments, imbibe their spirit, participate in their works, and bring this spirit into the church of God. The spirit of Christ is driven out of the church, and the distinction between the church and the world is destroyed. The talent to which the church is entitled is now devoted to the service of the civil government. Nine-tenths of those devoted to the support and upbuilding of the human governments in civilized nations are men or children of men claiming to be citizens of the divine kingdom. Nine-tenths of those who in civilized countries engage in war and shed the blood of their fellow men are of the same class. Those who have pledged themselves, their lives, their talents, their all to the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. Nine-tenths of the rulers and officers of all the civilized governments of the world are citizens or children of citizens of the divine government. Nine members of the Church of Christ seek service in the human government where one devotes himself to the service of God in the divine government. The citizens of the divine government give nine dollars to advance the honor and glory and the building up of parties to control the governments of the evil one, where they give one dollar to carry forward the work of the divine government. J. M. Barnes, in a little church in Alabama, found five candidates for civil offices, but not one desiring to do the work of a bishop in the church of God. This is a fair sample of the spirit of those who enter the church to say nothing of the thousands raised by the church who, for the sake of earthly glory, never enter it. The young, the children of the church, saved by the moral and religious training of the church from wrecking their ability and their talent in paths of dissipation and degradation, give their talent, their strength, and their life to the upbuilding of the earthly kingdoms, while God's kingdom languishes and suffers for want of true, earnest, faithful men to carry forward the work God has committed to it. As in all compromises between right and wrong, wrong is benefited, and right suffers. The kingdoms of the evil one are built up by material prepared for the church of God. The kingdoms of the world originated in rebellion against God. For four thousand years God constantly schooled His children against reliance upon or affiliation with these human governments or their subjects in any way. Every act of affiliation, partnership, friendship, or treaty with them was regarded and punished as treason against God. The spirit of complete antagonism and the wide separation between the two were marked, emphasized, and fostered by Almighty God. At the end of the Jewish age, Christ, commissioned from heaven, came to earth in person to lead in the final conflict. The devil in person takes command of the opposing hosts. The kingdoms of this world are recognized by Christ as the kingdoms of the devil. Christ's subjects are in the world, but not of it. His kingdom is not of this world. His subjects cannot fight with carnal weapons. Their citizenship is in heaven, 
The weapons of their warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. His children are pilgrims and strangers in the earthly kingdoms. They seek a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. They are not to seek for earthly honors, not to fear him who is able to destroy only the body, but to fear him who hath power to destroy both soul and body in hell. They are to submit, be subject to, the powers that be. This line of connection with and separation from the human government is carefully defined, but in all the book of God we fail to find a single expression or example indicating that the child of God may engage in, carry on, upbuild, or uphold a kingdom of earth. How can God's children uphold and upbuild that which is in rebellion against God and which God has especially commissioned His Son and His church to destroy? None can doubt that the final end will be the destruction of all earthly kingdoms, that they may give place to the reign of the divine kingdom. How can this be when the children of the divine kingdom give their lives to uphold the earthly kingdoms? As things now go, every individual in the world might be converted to Christ, and yet the earthly kingdoms would remain in all their present strength and vigor, and the spirit of the world would be cherished in the church of God. But if every man converted to Christ withdrew from the support of the earthly kingdoms, these kingdoms would weaken and fall to pieces for lack of supporters. Little by little giving way before the increase and spread of the kingdom of God. It would do no more to destroy them suddenly, lest the wild beasts of ruin and destruction and anarchy possess the land, than it would have done to suddenly destroy the inhabitants of Canaan on the advent of the children of Israel, lest the wild beasts multiply in that land against the people of God. God must, in the police regulations of the world, retain his institution ordained to execute wrath until his own children possess the earth. God has two processes continually going forward by which the world is to become the possession of the saints of the Most High. 1. The work of conversion goes forward taking men one by one out of the service of the earthly kingdoms and transferring them to the service of the divine kingdom. 2. He uses one wicked nation, one earthly government to destroy another nation or people hopelessly given over to sin and rebellion. The compromises of the children of God with the human governments that now obtain thwart both these processes. 1. Conversion to Christ does not take the person out of the kingdoms of the evil one. It does not weaken the kingdoms of this world. It does not consecrate the talents, the means, the strength, the life of the converts to the support and spread of the kingdom of God. It does not separate them from the spirit of the kingdoms of the world. It does not bring them under the guidance of the kingdom of Christ. Conversion to Christ does not now weaken the kingdoms of the devil. It does not strengthen the church of God, but more often by bringing in an evil spirit weakens it. 2. The children of God are so mixed and mingled with the kingdoms of the world that God cannot destroy the wicked kingdoms without destroying his own children. Hence the call of God is, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not her plagues. Revelation 18, verse 4. This is spoken of the Babylon of human government. 
We cannot find one word of ground in all the New Testament for the children of God participating in the kingdoms of the evil one. The practice weakens the church of God, deprives it of the service, the talent, time, and devotion of its children, gives its strength to the building up of what God proposes to destroy. It brings the spirit of the world kingdoms into the church of God, corrupts the church, drives out the spirit of God, destroys the sense of dependence upon God, causes the children of God to depend upon their own wisdom and devices, and the arm of violence and the institutions of earth, rather than upon God and His appointments weans them from trust and faith in God and from service in His kingdom, diverts their minds, means, and service from the church to the kingdoms of the world, and so defiles and corrupts the church that God cannot bless that church. What the church needs now is a consecrated membership that will sanctify the man, soul, mind, and body to the service of God. That will consecrate the talent, the time, the means of God's people to the service and advancement of God's kingdom. That will cause every Christian father and mother like Hannah of old to accept children as the gifts of the Lord to be consecrated to His service from childhood. Now the mothers and fathers in Christ, more often than otherwise, object to their children devoting themselves to the service of God. They prefer that they should do service and gain honor in earthly governments. It is all folly and delusion to think of converting the world to God with the present affiliation between the church of God and the kingdoms of the devil, and this giving the means and service due the church to strengthen and uphold her enemy. There can be no hope for the conversion of the world until these two kingdoms be recognized in their true antagonistic spirit, mission, and destiny. On the passage Matthew 17.24, see page 64, in reference to the tribute money, the diatessaron of Tatian, which is usually credited to the latter part of the second century, gives the following translation. And when Cephas had entered the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What seems to thee, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth receive tribute and custom? From their own sons or from aliens? Simon said to him, From aliens. Jesus said to him, Therefore the children are free. Simon says to him, Yea. Jesus said to him, Then do thou also give as being an alien to them. But lest we be brought into straits, go thou to the sea and cast a hook. While we do not even claim with assurance that this work belongs to the second century, it does undoubtedly belong to a very early date. Whether the expression, as an alien to them, is part of the original text or not, it shows beyond a doubt what was the prevailing understanding of the meaning of this text at the date of the publication of this work. It is also much more probable that this idea came down from the days of the apostles than that it originated after civil offices were opened to the Christians and many of them were holding them. End of chapter 2